Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron, a program by Catholic men for Catholic men all over the country. This this ministry of sharing and proclaiming God's word, uh, it goes to out to men all over the country. We're just so glad all of you that are listening with us today, welcome. My name's Matt Palmer. I'm with Catholic Men's Ministry in the Diocese of Columbus. My co-host, Devin Shad, Fathers of St. Joseph. Good morning, Devin. How are you, brother? Hey, good morning, Matt. Great. Thanks. And this is uh, produced in cooperation with St. Gabriel Radio, our amazing um, Catholic radio ministry here in central Ohio and throughout the state of Ohio. But our guest today, really excited, we Joseph Schleter, a young, on-fire Catholic. Joseph, good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning, man. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Before we... We start our conversation with you. Let's open in prayer. Devin, would you open us in prayer? Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, you've conquered sin and death in your body, and you have risen from the grave. And without this pivotal event, our religion is no different than any other religion. But because of you, and because of this event, um, we know that we can become powerful in you, that your resurrected grace of the Holy Spirit can live in us and help us to conquer sin and death. We ask that your Holy Spirit be with us right now to open our hearts to your will for us so that we can be manifestations of your glory. We ask all this in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Mama Mary and St. Joseph, pray for us. Pray for us. Thank you, Devin, so much. Well, man, again, we're excited to have, uh, as a guest today on this show, we're excited to have Joseph Schleter. Joseph is uh, a 22-year-old young Catholic on-fire guy, and we're just blessed to have you today, Joseph. Tell us a little bit about, you know, where you grew up and just a little bit about your, you know, your formation earlier in life, um, your family, and a little bit about that before we get to your current ministry. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for having me on. It's, it's awesome to be here with you guys. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, I lived there for 13 years um, before moving to Toledo, Ohio for five years and then starting up um, right out of high school with ministry at Damascus. Um, my, uh, I grew up in an awesome Catholic family. Both of my parents um, are involved with ministry. My dad um, has worked for parishes and dioceses and started his own ministry for families and parishes. And so I grew up in a a really kind of um, rich uh, and beautiful faith environment, not without its own challenges, right? As, as we all know, nothing's perfect. Um, <clears throat> but um, through through just having that um, that family upbringing where, where Jesus really was uh, the center of a lot. Um, we'd pray together as a family before bed, um, pray together during meals, go to daily mass a lot of times. Um, so it was just neat to kind of grow up in an environment where where Jesus was definitely a priority. Wow. I mean, we could stop right there for a minute and just reflect on the power uh, for men that have been blessed with that kind of um, a family, a faith, uh, such a strong faith base in a family growing up. I mean, Devin, you talk a lot about how we as men need to create that kind of environment for our children. And here our guest today actually experienced that, you know, maybe reflect on Devin, the power of, of what uh, Joseph was blessed to have. Well, I, I have to interject here because this is hilarious. Joseph, is your dad's name Greg? Greg Schleter? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, okay. So I've never met your dad in person, but he's a great friend of mine. We talk all the time on the phone, and your mom's staff, they're amazing people. Yeah. So I can speak to just knowing Joseph's or Seth's dad. Uh, he's an incredible man, and you are the fruit of his loins, man. And, and so you've got to be an incredible man as well. It sounds like you are. And I know for sure that this intentionality where Jesus is a center in Greg and Seth's family Joseph's family is very real. Uh, this is what Greg and Steph try to teach people, you know, all the time in the retreats and on the radio show and all of that. But you have awesome parents, Joseph, awesome parents. I do. I'm, I'm blessed for sure. So thanks, man. That's so, that's so fun. Such that's, a small Catholic world. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you that heard the word Seth, Joseph goes by Seth a lot. So, um, Devin, uh, that slipped out and that's fine. Uh, but his his uh, his bat, his given name is Joseph. He's called Seth. We can go with either of those. But Joseph, I think again, I think um, this this program, this ministry, and Devin's ministry, and an important part of Saint Gabriel's ministry, as well as Catholic Men's ministry, we're all about creating those homes by leading men to understand their identity in Christ and to take on that identity and to be the spiritual leaders of their families, of their homes. And it sounds like you were blessed in your parents and in your father to have that kind of, uh, of on fire Catholic presence and to see Christ um, loved and lived out and served in, in your home life. What a, what a, what a blessing to set you up for a spiritual life given over to him. Amen. I, I agree completely. It's yeah. awesome. It's definitely set me up well for um, a life that is uh, uh, trying to live for the Lord. Yeah, yeah. It's falling so, and falling short, but at least trying. Yeah. So you're here in Columbus now. Did you go to school here, or what brought you to Columbus? Yeah, great question. So I was I was homeschooled all, all throughout high school and most of grade school. Um, and towards the end of, of my time in high school, um, I was kind of discerning next steps as one does, you know, and is it college? Is it a gap year? Is it what, whatever it might be? And um, I kind of discerned down to two options. One of them being um, this place called Damascus um, where I'd, I'd gone as a camper and served as a summer missionary once. And they have a full-time missionary program. Um, their whole goal for anyone who doesn't know um, there are the mission of Damascus to, is to awaken empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of the Catholic faith. So their whole goal is to to bring people, typically young, um, you know, middle schoolers, high schoolers, young adults, um, but even we've had men's retreats and women's retreats and, and things like that, um, bring them into a relationship with Jesus and empower them to like li- to actually have an encounter with Him um, and to live that out. So awesome ministry, and I knew a lot of the people and was discerning going there. Or my other option was to go to college in uh, at Ave Maria University in Florida. Um, my older sister went there and. Uh, ended up finding out just through a bunch of scholarships and such that I got a full ride there as well. So I kind of decided to, uh, to make the move to Florida and go to Ave Maria University um, on that full ride, found a roommate, was like all ready to go. And then um, one day I just really strongly felt the Lord calling me to surrender all of it and to go be a missionary at Damascus instead. And so um, <clears throat> I gave up the full ride, had to tell my roommate um, that I couldn't live with him anymore. And um, he actually just married my sister about a year ago. So it's funny how that all worked out. <laughs> so he's uh, roommates with my sister now, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I ended up coming to uh, Damascus, which is located near Columbus. So that's how I ended up in, in Columbus area. 
Yeah, it's um, for again for listeners, guys that um, aren't familiar with Damascus. Um, you know, look it up. It's a, it's obviously a, an on fire mission campus um, with a lot of outdoor activities. Um, you call what you call what what do you call high 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 adventure high activities? Yeah, yeah. And I so I know there's climbing walls and there's a, a lake there. You do a lot of water <laughs> events, and and I think through those experiences, you're obviously um, using those to help young men and women, boys and girls, teenagers to to encounter Christ and to see that it too is this high adventure, this amazing journey, and this amazing um, relationship with our Lord. He calls us to the adventure of living for Him and in Him yeah. and with Him, and it's. Uh, it's a powerful ministry that you all are doing for so many young people and their parents, because I hear stories all the time of young people who go on, who yeah. become on fire for Christ and go home and they start asking their parents, let's go to mass every week. Let's, let's, let's pray every day. Yeah. Let's, you know, you're, here's uh, children leading their, their parents to, to Christ. Isn't that beautiful? It is. So, I mean, it is amazing just to see um, the way the Lord moves in the family and the way he, he works through um, just the, the simple work that, that we get to do to lead others to him. It's, it really is really neat. Devin, I'm, I'm struck by this notion um, as we listen to Joseph share giving up a full ride to Ave Maria, such a natural sort of uh, direction for a young, um, you know, Catholic who really loves the Lord and wants to serve. You know, Ave Maria is a great, a great way to begin that journey. And yet the Lord called him out of something that's so, you know, traditional and um, we would all view that as a, as a, as a great uh, kind of step as, as young adults, uh, the power, uh, Devin, that men uh, need to be ready to be called out of a life they're living now, a job, a career, and to step into something that God's calling them to. There's a lot of uh, maybe anxiety around that. Maybe reflect on the call that God has for men at older ages as well as as young ages. Yeah, I I think what I'm hearing with Joseph's life is one of trust. You know, and you look at you know whether it's Abraham offering up Isaac or even the disciples offering up their former way of life to follow Jesus for three years and then ultimately for the rest of their life. What you've got here is. You've, you've got this continual battle between fear and trust, and that's for all of us. And the devil is constantly trying to instill fears, feelings, and emotions, attacking reasons, you know, reason, logic, F-E-A-R. And so feelings and emotions, attacking logic. And the, the most logical thing is to trust God because he has the greater plan. And, and I, well, Joseph, what I'm hearing from your life is that that trust wasn't just born out of nowhere, you know? Uh, I think that your relationship with your parents, probably with your dad, especially your father, it, it inculcated this sense of trusting God the Father in the Lord Jesus to where you can look at this full-ride scholarship and say, you know what, God's not calling me there. He's calling me to do this risky thing, to join Damascus, you know, and to move to Ohio. And it, it's like no one can do that without trust and, and trust in God the Father. And I think the seedbed for you, it seems to be your family life. Now, I, I got a question for you on that. It's like, how does that look like for the rest of us? Or like, you know, you're raised in this great family. Um, you've learned about Jesus. You've come to love Jesus. But did you have your own conversion experience? Or did, you, did that happen along the way? What was that turning point? Or was there a turning point? Or was it just gradual? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I think <clears throat> with me, 
um, again, grew up in the environment. Um, but I think with with every individual, there always comes, you know, your, your own unique story of, if not conversion, transformation, or at least deeper conversion. Um, I think for me, I, I never fell away from the faith in any way. I always like lived it. But when, when I got to like eighth grade, freshman year of high school, you know, I began to kind of question, you know, all the things that I've been raised by. Like, okay, is, is this really real? I'm kind of, I'm beginning to develop my own reasoning and my own, you know, path through my life. So I, you kind of have to answer those important questions of, is this really real? Is this, is what I've been taught really real? Is it really um, all I know it to be? And so begin to ask a lot of those questions um, and just kind of seek answers. And, um, and I, I end up coming to a conclusion that, that is interesting, but I don't think it's unique to me. I think a lot of people have, have, have come to this place before of, I, I felt like God was real. I feel like I encountered him in different moments before, you know, different events that our family had put on or things that I've been to. I felt like he was real. Like it made sense that God was real where I did struggle and, and ended up kind of coming to this conclusion of um, was that God was real, but he was kind of um, impersonal. Uh, that he was a God, I, he was up there somewhere, but he was kind of detached from, from my life. Um, the way I'd heard it phrased before was like a watchmaker, um, like a watchmaker creates the watch. Um, and then he kind of just lets it run on its own. And every once in a while he'll come in to, to fix some things up. But for the most part, it just kind of lets it go on its own. And that kind of became my view of God, um, of a God that is, is kind of created the world. And, and every once in a while throughout history would kind of, you know, come in and, and fix things up a little bit. But for the most part was, was removed because I didn't feel like I actually could talk to him or speak to him or have like a, a personal relationship with him. And so um, I think because I didn't feel like I had God's attention, I, I really um, sought out the attention of other people. I, I wanted to be the best in, in sports and in music and in um, school and, you know, just wanted to be like a popular and all that kind of stuff and, and got a lot of, you know, success, but, you know, the more you get, the more you need, it doesn't actually fill you up. And so I really began to kind of then come back to questioning, all right, God, like, I hear that you can only satisfy, but is it true? And began to just spend time in, in prayer with him because I just felt called to. I'm like, this is this there just has to be something here. And every time I came into prayer, I just felt better about my life. <laughs> I was filled with more joy and more peace and um, just more love in my heart. And I just really encountered the Lord through daily prayer. It wasn't a big, you know, knock you off your off your socks kind of moment. Um, it was just in those daily decisions to choose prayer that the Lord just began to transform my heart to fall deeper and deeper in love with him and, and want to actually give my life for him. I love this. Um, Men, for those of you just joining us, this is Iron Sharpens Iron. It's a program by Catholic men for Catholic men. My name's Matt Palmer with Catholic Men's Ministry in the Diocese of Columbus. I'm joined by my co-host, Devin Shad, who uh, leads the Fathers of St. Joseph Apostolate. Uh, we do this in cooperation with St. Gabriel Radio here in Ohio. And our guest is Joseph Schleter, a young 22-year-old on-fire Catholic who is a worship leader and part of the leadership team at Damascus, which is a, uh, a, a special mission campus where young people encounter Christ and the adventure of following Christ. And, um, you know, I'm struck, um, Devin, by uh, this this place where Joseph has just shared, where he really started to hear, uh, uh, as you call it, the vox, the voice of our Lord. That, that personal relationship was really only began to be cultivated in the silence of prayer. Maybe the men listening would 
would be helped, Devin, if you would talk a little bit more about the way Joseph began to find Christ in a personal way is through that time of silence, that voice, that vox, and how important that is for all of us. Yeah, I I think it's very, it's a good parallel, actually, to the Joseph that we're talking to, you know, because here it is, Joseph is talented, he's, you know, into sports and music, achieving some popularity, and, but the more you get, the more you need. And, you know, and he seems that God is there, but maybe not interested or, like you said, detached and personal. Well, you got Joseph, St. Joseph, who he encounters the Blessed Virgin Mary pregnant without his cooperation. But what's the first thing he does? He enters the silence. And I love the the way that it says in Matthew, it says that he, as he was pondering on these things, and it wasn't like Joseph sat back and had a bourbon and a cigar and said, huh, I wonder what's going on there. You know, I mean, Joseph, <laughs> he that, that Greek word for ponder is enthemeame, and that root word for enthemeame is thumos, that the Greeks talk about the warrior masculine spirit. And so, but in this case, that thumos, warrior masculine spirit, enthemeame is a grieving spirit. So Joseph, he's, he's, he's getting real with God in prayer. He enters the silence and he presents his grievance in silence. No word of his is recorded in scripture. He's just presenting this this warrior spirit that's grieving because he wants to protect Mary. He wants to be her husband. He presents it to God. And I love what Joseph, our our Joseph on this interview is saying. He's saying, you know what? I went into the prayer and there was more peace. There was more love. And and I, I felt better about my life. And, and, and I think that's so real because that's what we all experience if we're really on the journey with God. And I know that's what St. Joseph experienced. He We don't know if it was two hours two days, two weeks, two months before God really gave him the command to go take Mary, his wife, into his home. But we know that he continued to enter the silence. He continued to, to seek God. And uh, uh, most assuredly, he was gaining more peace and more love through this prayer time with God. And I love the fact, Joseph, that you said it wasn't like this huge conversion experience. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. Many, many guys that I talked to, it's not this big bang up conversion experience, but it is what you're talking about. Man, I was feeling a little bit empty. I was feeling like God was detached. I was feeling like maybe God wasn't interested, but then I, I took a risk. I started trust yeah. by entering the, and boom, then I start to have peace. I start to love myself more. I start to love God more and have this intimate relationship. Joseph makes sense, right? Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think it's, um, it's exactly like it was. I think sometimes people have, like you're saying, it's like, oh, I didn't, I, I don't have this big conversion moment, or everyone's waiting for that big conversion moment. Um, but maybe the conversion moment is just the conversion of your heart to actually discipline yourself to go spend time with the Lord. You know, like maybe, yeah. maybe your big moment is just you getting up ten minutes earlier to spend, you know, that much time. And I think even we, we downplay, it. like, we like ten minutes to spend with with your creator. Like, why why aren't we investing so much more time into it? But you know, the 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 big conversion is is in the small choices that lead to the big things. You know, and I think if if you ha- if someone listening hasn't had a a big you know powerful crazy you know emotional experience with the Lord, that is okay. You are not any less a Christian or a follower of Jesus because of that. Um, the Lord speaks differently to different people. Um, if He would have spoken like that way to me. Um, then I probably would have ended up just chasing after the emotion all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I also know a lot of people who have spoken that 
too, is spoken that way too. And it's been exactly what they've needed. And so the Lord has his own unique plan and purpose for each of us. And it's us up to us just to make the decisions to follow him daily in that. It's a good insight because mm-hmm. I think um, you shared that obviously as you began to grow through your time of prayer and silence with our Lord, as you began to grow in that more personal relationship with him, as he became more real to you, you also began to trust him more. And the trust led to your yeah. ability as a an 18-year-old, 19-year-old to say, I'm not going to take a full ride, Ave Maria. I'm going to take a totally different path that I feel God is calling me to. I'm going to trust him and go do something that yeah. a lot of people would think is, gosh, I mean, you got to go to college. You, you know, you got to go to college. I mean, that's just such a mantra in our culture. And um, I just love that you were able to say um, yes to a different call. And of course, that's where all the joy is. And as older men, I think Devin and I would say to you, Joseph, as a young Catholic man, we we too need that kind of trust. We need to spend that time of silence and prayer with our Lord to grow in our trust so yeah. that because he may be calling us in different ways out of our comfort zones and out of normal, you know, um, things that we might think are, are okay and good to do, but they're, they're not what he's calling us to. So whether we're, you know, 18, like you were, or whether we're 40 or 50 or 70, God is always, he's a God of movement. You know, he moved Abraham. He moves us. He moved the, the apostles out and they were sent out. And I think that sending is so important to be ready in trust to say, I'll do it, Lord. I trust you. I'll do it. Devin, any thoughts on, on sort of how we move? We've got about six minutes here. We're really into some great stuff. Any thoughts on how all of us are called to be men of movement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you nailed it. It's based on it's based on trust, and that's what we're hearing with Joseph's journey. I think that uh, one thing that I would really love to probe just a little bit with you, Joseph, is like how is that working with your discernment? You know, with your vocational call. You know, like you're a young guy. I, you know, I hear you at the age of 22 fired up for the Lord. You are leading um, these people in worship at Damascus. You know. And, but what does that look like for your life? You know, priesthood versus marriage or single life. What is it for you and how are you discerning that? And what, what have you found is kind of like helping to open that path for you of trust? Yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm, I am uh, currently in a relationship. So dating right now, discerning marriage in that capacity. Um, and, and just kind of open to where the, where the Lord leads with that. I mean, I, I, I've kind of come into everything that I have with, with open arms, right. With, you know, I'm not holding on too tight to anything. Um, and I'm not pushing anything away. It's like, God, wherever, whatever, wherever you call me, I want to, I want to follow. Um, that's with relationship, right. And, and dating. And, um, that's with, you know, career, uh, the Lord's given me a lot of different opportunities to do a lot of different things with, with worship here at Damascus or, you know, being pursued right now by uh, five different labels in Nashville, um, and it's just like the Lord's doing so many different amazing things, but for all of them, the right heart posture is like, okay, God, this is amazing. I want to thank you for this gift. But if at any moment you're telling me, um, that I'm supposed to let go, then I'm, I'm more attached to you, God, than I'm, I'm more attached to the giver than the gift, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and everything is gift and I can, I can receive the gift and celebrate the gift. Um, but right now I, I'm in a place of, of pursuing the path of what has for me and trusting in that way. And also being like having a, a disposition, a heart of surrender to be like, God, you know, I, I feel called to, to marry this woman. 
Um, but if at any moment you, you, you said you spoke a new word to me, then I have to be so willing to be surrendered to your will or God, if, you know, I, I'm, I'm pursuing these, these record label deals in Nashville and, and you're giving up all the, you're giving me all these open doors and all these open things that, that so many people have dreamt about, but never been able to even see. And it's like, that's awesome. And I, I'm going to receive that gift. But God, if at any moment you tell me that I'm actually supposed to not do that, um, then I want to be able to, I want to be able to let go of that as well and just trust in the Lord's path there. Devin, isn't this great to be, I just love his quote, to be attached to the giver and not the gift itself. And uh, again, I think men, here's men all over the country listening, older men, and here's a 22-year-old guy just just teaching from Christ's heart and just reaching all of us with that message of, of trust and obedience and of attaching ourselves to the giver and not the gift. Thoughts on that, Devin? Yeah, I, I think that kind of like the banner on your life, Joseph, is, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be granted to you besides. And you see that with giving up the full ride scholarship. <clears throat> you take this position with Damascus, but then God gives you a girl and then you're in love. And then God's opening up a pathway in Nashville with these record labels. And and so you keep giving to him and then he keeps giving to you and, and you're yeah. seeking first him and the king is giving himself and even more to you. And I, I think that's the banner of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm. We, we become, Joseph, you've become a reservoir where he pours his grace into your life and he fills you and, um, and then you pour that into the lives of others. And, and it's a reservoir. It's not, it's go, it's always coming in and it's always flowing out. And that, and that, yeah. that's how we, that's how we move forward in great trust. But it all starts with, with, you know, hearing the voice, um, the, the voice through prayer, hearing the Lord and building a relationship yeah. with him. And, you know, we're down to our final minute here. I, we'd love to have a longer conversation. We'll get you back sometime to talk more about where the Lord has you a few years from now. But, you know, I'm just so grateful that you are living this life of faith, that you're now working with young people. And, um, you know, what, what would be a parting message for guys at all ages, Joseph? What would you encourage men that are listening to this? They're, they're driving or they're at home and, um, yeah, this plays on Saturday mornings typically. And, and so they're listening and they're, they're thinking, Hmm, you know, um, a 22 year old is doing this, yeah. you know, can I do it? Um, give us, give us a notion of encouragement. Just, just give us a quick, uh, sound yeah. bite, 30 seconds. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. I mean, the biggest thing in life is just do what Jesus did, um, and give your life completely to him, whatever age you're at that, that applies to you. Um, don't let patterns or, well, I've always done it this way, or, well, I've never done that, or I'm scared of that. Get in the way of just fully surrendering to God. Um, right. It says in scripture, whoever, um, loses his life for my sake will find it. And I think we live in a culture where we're so afraid to lose our lives. And, and even a way to, a, a way to translate that is whoever throws his life away for my sake, um, that we'd be willing to so just throw away our, our lives, throw away, get, just give our lives completely in our time and our energy and our commitment. Whatever age you're at, there's always a gift of sacrifice that we can give to the Lord. And he always fulfills. He, I love he's it. Always better. So I love it. Sacrifice well, heart to the Lord and just trust him. Yep. We'll leave it at that. Joseph Schleter, thanks so much. Devin, as always, thank you. And St. Gabriel Radio, thank you. God bless you, man out there. Live the adventure of our Catholic faith. Have a great day.